Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. Knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket. And oh, my. Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill. Off to Stevens. Oh, my. 45 ticks to go. That shot is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for Allen. Oh, look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. I'm Chris, has gotten back on a good sleep routine. Manning, joined as always by my co-host, Evan Damerel. Before we get into today's show, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join us next week uh, on probably Tuesday or Wednesday to get in on the action. And uh, check out our last episode that's in the feed right now. But Evan, what's up, buddy? How are you? Um, not too bad. I think I say that every time you ask me how I am. I'm good. We were talking about Fortnite before this. Uh, Greg Swartz, if you're listening, what's up? I'm level 115 on the Battle Pass. I'm a little ashamed about that. Didn't yeah. pay a dime to level up, though. I only bought the Battle Pass. That's right, brother. All right, so on today's show, we're going to talk about well, some well, of... How are, how are you? I'm well-rested. That's rude of me. I'm well-rested, yeah, Evan. Yeah, As you so know. You're like, you're you're at a 10. For those watching, I ha- I, I, I fell... <laughs> And I cut my arm. You right? Bad. Was this was this off your like bike? Four. Was this off your bike? No, this is a lot more embarrassing. Um, you, let's not. My cat. Okay. Was okay. my cat okay, was on the this. step and I stepped over him because I'm like I don't want to step on him and he's like spread out okay. so I stepped over him and I didn't quite catch the step and then I fell and I'm a large man so I ate crap and then my arm just took the brunt of it and I'm like oh. That's going to be a bruise, and then it's been, like, green and purple. It's kind of gnarly. The camera can kind of get it. It's a lot better, but um, this is kind of oozy and gross, so I covered it up with a Band-Aid. Yeah, um, Evan, real quick, I'm going to do a quick little tease. Just just say Evan and I are going to be doing a new little component of the show uh, in the coming weeks that is related to what we're doing today. You can probably figure it out if you uh, think about it or... Um, if you're Jeff Nomin, you'll probably just text us and bug us about it, but uh, be on the lookout for a cool announcement, we're too. Not, we're not starting an OnlyFans. <laughs> just throwing that out yeah. there for sorry Cart, to disappoint. Carter. Chris Thirst Trap Manning is still free to the people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a socialist thirst trapper, um, if, as the kids say. But today's show, uh, we're going to talk about Torian Prince, Jetty Osmond, and we're going to talk about some of the fringe roster guys, so notably Lamar Stevens, Dean Wade, uh, maybe throw Roger Thomas in there, and, and we find you Kagan Bailey, um, who golfed in Crocs at Top Golf, which is just an incredibly concerning choice from my guy Kagan Bailey. But Evan, um, where do you want to start with um, this? Uh, let's start with Torian Prince. He tweeted the other day that he is mentally and physically good to go now. He was dealing. He did he have surgery? It feels so long. Yes, yes. He had surgery on uh, his neck. It was an ankle injury, correct? Uh, I believe it was. I'm, his, I'm quizzing, yeah, so I'm was, quizzing your memory ankle, too. And I think, but he had like a knee injury. I think, and like he's Torian Prince has had an, a notable injury history. Yeah, he has. But he said he's fully healthy and good to go. And I think 
this is bad on my part, but I also just think he didn't play a ton for Cleveland because he was oft injured. And, you know, Jared Allen was really the main attraction of that return in that trade package. So I just think about that and the fact that he's going to be a part of this rotation probably next year. He's going to play some three. He's going to play some four. Uh, maybe play a little bit of two every now and then as well. I think he has a little bit of that versatility to him that's fun. And I think Torian Prince could be like a not like a outstanding trade asset, but he could be an intriguing trade asset for some contenders or teams that maybe want to take him off Cleveland's hand for a draft pick or like another salary and some draft pick. Yeah, so I this is where I'm at on Prince. I think if I'm Cleveland, I look at him and say, okay, I don't know if he's 100% like a guy that a team is going to want to come in and, and give you a good asset for. I think, like, his injury history kind of... Oh, I'm not saying yeah. that, but, like, a couple second-rounders well, or something. Well, but this is this is how I would approach this. I think you're going to be in position next year where you and I both kind of think that Kevin Love divorce is probably happening at some point. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of think you're going to be heading into next year where it seems like Evan Mobley's going to be the pick, so he's he's one of your fours. Larry Nance will be your four. Um, you, know, you know, but Nance will also probably... You know, he could play some small ball five, depending on what happens. Like, you're going to have some interesting front court decisions. The Mobley pick... You just won't say he's a three, just like you won't show baby Joker Yoda on your, on your shelf. It's just pain after pain today. Oh, there he is. There's our little man. Um... <laughs> When I when I think about Prince, I think that if like there's a world where they got Kate Cunningham, got Jalen Green, right? Like I think the, and Kevin goes. I think there's a world where you sort of had this clear need for guys to eat up minutes at the four while you figure out what the future position is, right? Like Larry has obviously had a lot of injury issues. Prince has two, and then then Wade and Stevens are sort of more unproven prospects. I think Hogan Bailey is like well below that in my mind, frankly, in terms of how interested I am in him. I think the Mobley pick sort of lessens that as like a thing. Like you're eating because of Nance and stuff, you're eating up less minutes. I think that means Prince is probably going to play some more three. Um, you know, we'll see what if they can if they depending if they what other kind of moves they might make. Like if they add like a McDermott or um, a Reggie Bullock. Like I think you know he'll be competing for more minutes there. But if he's healthy and good to go, like I think Prince is a solid player. I like the idea of him eating up some minutes at the four, um, depending on what you do. And I, I think he's, like, a solid enough player where, like, I think even if he, you don't end up flipping or anything, I think you can use him to eat up some minutes on your rotation. I think it's all about his health. Um, he He's okay. a guy that I think, like, maybe, you know, if he has a really strong part of the start to the season and, like, the, the numbers we're going to think he's making, like, $14 million, which is, like, a decent chunk of money for, for what he is. Um, it's somewhere in that 12 to 14 range. I think that is, like, kind of a hardish number to move for a guy that is kind of, like, not been – Oh. Super, sixteen. He's, he's making fifteen. Okay, so next yeah, year. so even more so the case like that. That is what it is. But I think like we're in a position with him where it's like I kind of just look and say, okay, like we'll see what happens with him. We'll see what he can kind of be healthy or not. But like I don't. I, I think if he's healthy, like Prince is a Prince is a solid player that you can do some rotation with. He's again a little overpaid. Um, but I think like if he's your kind of backup three, backup four, kind of switching between roles. I don't like. I, I don't mind that at all if you can keep him healthy. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, if he if he is fully healthy, I think he does change the calculus of a lot of things too. Because it depends on who is and isn't here. Like Colin Saxon could be gone. Jenny Osmond could be gone. Heck, Jared Allen could walk in restricted free agency. Kevin Love could be gone. Can we? Um, can, bef- uh, we'll finish my Prince, but can we talk a little bit about Allen before we go into break? I just want to mark that, and then we're going to come back to that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Um, 
like there's a lot of different things going on here. I know Prince doesn't have an impact on the set of rotation. Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, the, the second coming of Nikola Jokic could be gone too. But um, <laughs> the second coming there's of, a lot the of second vi- coming of Nikola Jokic, unbelievable. Heck yeah, brother! He's gonna win MVP and Sixth Man of the Year and MIP next year for the Cavs. But um, there's a lot of variables at play here. And Torian Prince, there's a good chance he will be here because, like you said, he's making 15 million. Um, it's gonna be tough for a lot of teams to probably cobble together the salary to match that, unless like Cleveland is somehow able to work like a three-team trade somehow. And like Torian is like the 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 contract that greases the wheels a little bit because. How much did Dante Exum make last year? I'm gonna look that up while I, I think I think here, like but. nine million. It wasn't a ton. It was like a pretty like affordable number, all things considered. I'm gonna look at it right now. It was yeah, you're right, nine point six million. So six uh, five point four million less than what Torian is making this season. So not as easily movable of a contract, but if the Cavs wanted to get like a draft pick to take on a Sadly, that is deemed, you know, undesirable by some. That's a way to do it. But, um, no, I think Torian is just, like, an option, too. And even if some of those players are still here, like you said, Larry Nance Jr. can't stay consistently healthy. Torian can suck those three, four minutes. Jetty Osmond is super erratic at times. And I think Torian, when he was healthy and playing at first, felt like a bit of a palate cleanse when we watched him play over Jetty at some points because Torian isn't like you know a world beater offensively he's solid defensively he's solid offensively i don't think he's going to actively harm you while he's on the floor and there's just some interesting stuff there where like there's not a lot of uncertainty but you're like okay we have an option at three four and also sometimes spot two in my opinion minutes and torian prince and something you can work with there and then um yeah, no, I'm not. Torian Prince isn't actively harmful, and I think he's a solid enough player, and like I think he's a good locker room presence by all accounts. That he's okay with being with this rebuilding squad. That it's just it's it's all gonna be peaches and gravy. Do you, just before going to break here, um, do you have any thoughts on what it does it signify anything that Jared Allen has been around for some of these in market workouts ahead of his restricted free agency? No, because Colin Sexton's in these in market workouts too, and Colin Sexton's name is all over the trade market right now the only thing i will counter to that is i think that like if allen and the Cavs were like in a bad space he would not like he's out of contract functionally like like i don't like isaiah hartenstein is like not at these right like i and like he he's got a player option like they're like he's in houston like you it is a choice to come for these and participate in these i think if the vibes were bad i don't know if allen's coming back for these sexton's like at least yeah. under contract you know what i mean that's fair that is very fair but I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. I, don't, I, I feel like a deal's going to get done. I do, even too. Even if Evan you, Mobley's the pick. Well, you, I think it changes yeah. the calculus a little bit, but... I think they think it. they can play together and at least going to try it, and I think that's, frankly, like the right decision if they embrace it. When I think yeah. I think there are some big Mobley fans that are going to be involved in this decision, which I think is part of this as well. Um, yeah, I wrote about it for Redacted, and I kind of talked about how the Cavs can't put the cart in front of the horse here, but... If you look at this like a year from now or maybe a year and a half from now and Evan Mobley's really morphing into your five in the future, that's when you maybe explore trading Jarrett. And I think he still will have a desirable market even then, like he does now. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Evan, let's take a break. Uh, first, we're going to tell everyone about our friend at Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room, formerly Locker Room, is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download at once you're in. You can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting a room for the Lockdown Cavs podcast with Evan once a week. So, yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. We had a really good one the other day. Um, had one of our highest numbers of people in there. And, look, I've been in some really fun green rooms in there. Like, 
Ariel Hawani did one live where he had like over a thousand people in the room after the Conor McGregor fight over the weekend. Uh, the, the, a lot of the Ringer NBA folks, including friend of the program Jake Kyle Mann, have been breaking on playoff and finals games after those games wrap on the app. So download that app, and you're going to get some really good sports analysis from some of the smartest names out there. And you're also going to find fans just like you in Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Again, be sure to join us next week. We'll be hosting a room Tuesday or Wednesday, and check out our last thing in our feed. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow at CWMWrites and at, at Evan for when the room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Again, we're planning to go live next week, probably Tuesday evening or Wednesday. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the calf. See you then, and see you there. Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA Finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Real quick, Chris, last night's game was insane. That was so fun. Um, Incredible game. The series is great. I want it to go forever. And uh, you know what, man? Giannis, every bit of the Greek freak, well-deserved. Oh, for sure. And much like Michelob Ultra and these NBA Finals, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can all enjoy the games a little bit more this postseason. All right, Evan, let's go to Jetty Osmond. So, um, got to tell you, I feel like his contract looks like a pretty big mistake uh, considering how the last oh, yeah. year has gone. I think, Re- remember when we were talking about it, like at its onset and early on, we're like, his agent's a fool. How did the Cavs get them to agree to this? Yeah, um,. I still sort of at the time don't think that was like the wrong take, you know. I still sort of at the time no, kind I of think that I, like that that made some you thought sense. Jetty had all this like you had Jetty. You thought Jetty had all this potential. Yeah, and you just kind of thought like some of the warts that we like. He's just played like a completely different player last season. Um, very erratic, very uncoachable. He's trying to shoot threes like he's a member of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, his metamorphosis is fascinating because when he came into the league, when he played alongside LeBron in the spot minutes, he played defense, and he was like a tertiary playmaker who made a really exciting touchdown pass to Kevin Love, and he made some threes, and you're like, okay, the Cavs have something here. And then they gave him more minutes, and he started to realize, okay, maybe he's not a starting three, but he could be solid enough. And then off the bench last year for Cleveland, he was a straight gutter. Like, my guy. Yeah, like you said, looked like he was a part of the Utah Jazz. Or at well, least do you remember when he said we Utah need to Jazz. shoot threes like we're the Utah Jazz? Like, he openly was just like, we need yeah. to like, do this. And I'm just like, wow, okay, Jetty. I mean, technically, he's not wrong. I wrote about this for my Colin Sexton review. There's a direct correlation with teams who take in, big emphasis here, make more threes or more highly efficient offensively. And if Colin took more threes, it'd unlock more for the offense. But. I don't think Jetty should be the advocate in leading this revolution. There's other players I think I'd rather have leading the charge when it comes to the Cavs taking more threes. So is Young is, is Jetty, excuse me, salvageable to you? Is Jetty Osman like oh, a yeah. salvageable yeah. rotation player? And how how would you what do you think the path is if it's in Cleveland, assuming they don't flip him or something, to make this work? Mm-hmm. See Cleveland it's a little tougher, I think. Um I think he's salvageable. I don't think he's like irredeemable or like damaged goods. I think he did a lot of damage to his reputation. And I think him kind of getting the coach's hook and from what you and I heard, they were trying to rework basically the fundamentals and like, okay, we're going to take baby steps with your playing time and figure out steps as well before we really like get too wild again. And every time Jetty gets a little too crazy, JV would pull the hook on it. And 
I think that's kind of the same thought process you have. Maybe you really coach it to him this summer. I think he's back overseas at this point, so maybe he's with the Turkish national team or he's just doing work over there and such. I think he is. Um, Hibbit is like very Instagrammable face or on my feet every other day, but um, it's uh. See, that's why I made a face for those watching when Chris said, is there a way for the Cavs to fix it? I think if he was traded to a contender for a team who thinks like, okay, we might have like a a young wing here who can gun threes for us off the bench. I think if you minimize and compartmentalize his role for a contender, it's a lot easier. On the Cavs, it's a bit of a tougher sell sometimes because where's the offense going to come from when Colin Sexton sits or it's basically when Colin Sexton sits and then like Darius Garland too at points, but you got to get it from somebody and if jetty's willing to step up and be that guy yeah you have to discourage it if it's actively harmful but at the same time you need somebody to take those shots too that's the problem there and i said that's why i made that face like i said so if you put them like on the clippers or the lakers those are my two examples off the top of my head ty or frank vogel would say okay jetty when you go in we want you to float around the perimeter play defense rebound out kick out the ball and just like be a gunner but within reason and the nice thing is if you play with the clippers or the lakers you'll get decent looks as well so i think if you minimize his impact and just tell him like these are like the three four things we need you to do when you're out there that's good with the Cavs, he they're probably gonna ask him for like five six things to do yeah you know the clippers are an interesting name because i i was talking to a friend of the program uh lucas han about the jetty yeah he dm me uh on wednesday about jetty and uh was like hey like the clippers because of this quiet leonard situation are going to need a stopgap small forward you would think right like you would think that this is a team now that has to like find some minutes there like right like i mean like Kawhi might not play next year right like and i'm not like this is not like hey like jetty osman is our Kawhi replacement this is like we need to eat minutes the, the variables there are yeah. so, like you know I'm this like the that, I'm not that's that's where I thought you were going with that at first I was just like oh Chris yeah, Turkish, <laughs> Evan I'm not like I'm not contrary to what like people may tell me about my hands or whatever like I'm not totally stupid um um no I'm not saying that I just smile because I was just like yeah there's a huge top, drop top three off. Seed, it's the it's the Jetty in uh, PG show but. What I what I kind of think is like okay, you, they might need a body. The Rondo well, like if they run into Enos Cancer in the playoffs, Jetty's gonna kill him. So oh God, um, <laughs> like okay, so like if you if you know you know, yeah, um, if you could do, like, you know, let's just say Rondo for him, and you get a pick back to attach it. You're buying out Rondo. He can go sign with a veteran team for the minimum or whatever, do what he's going to do. But, like, they get you off of the Jetty contract. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a year shorter. You're going to save money in the buyout anyway. And, like, it kind of just allows you to, like, not have to worry about the Jetty thing anymore. Because I think, like, the, the variable here is, like, you know you know how players will sometimes tune out coaches. They'll tune out those voices over time. Like, is Jetty, like, going to be responsive to JB? Like, I mean, I think that's, like, an open kind of mm-hmm. concern if you're wondering about, like, why why, why was Jetty just suddenly, like, looking uncoachable in some ways and had to get benched for a while and then whatever. Like, was that a JB thing where, like, he just him and JB are just not vibing anymore? Like, is that if that's a thing, then that's a concern, and maybe you have to kind of work around, like, moving them on, moving on in some way. Or, like, I think that's just, like, a concern you would have. If you're me, that's the way I'm thinking about this. Um... Oh yeah, 
but JD also is a defensive first coach, and if Jetty he made it pretty clear, like if you're not going to play defense, you're not going to play. And I think for certain players, it's different. But with Jetty Osmond, it's not that different. Yes. Um. I, I so I don't know if it's in Cleveland. I think he can still be like an okay NBA player. I think if he gets mm-hmm. the right spot, I think maybe he's, if he's tagged in on a certain trade, like I I kind of think that's like a way I would look at it. It's just it's just very hard to. Um, I have a trade proposal. All right, hit me with it. Uh, Colin Sexton and Jetty Osman and a maybe a second for Deontay Murray. Dejounte Murray, sorry. I I would love Dejounte Murray. Oh, dude, him and Darius Garland slapped together in theory. I'd like to see it in execution. But it's clutch. It's clutch, really as fun. you might, as one might say. Ha! <laughs> true. True. Um, if you know, you know. But always. Yeah, if you know, you know. Trade back for Tristan Thompson to save him from Boston. I don't think Boston does that. I think the the if 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 San Antonio wanted to go that route, I I could I could do that. I could do that. I think Murray Murray mm-hmm. like I tweeted this because uh, Nick Heis Duncan from Basketball News, great writer, great follow. You should read his stuff um, and go check that out. But he wrote kind of a One Murray of the smartest people on NBA Twitter. Yeah, um, he had a thing about. Um, Murray trades basically and it was like Cavs are one of them and I think like if Murray's your defending point of attack that's great I you know like the offense might be really tricky but like Murray Garland Okora Mobley and and Allen is just like a vibe to me I love that the idea of that um is sort of like a starting five or like a core five with Nance and like maybe you get McBuckets and Prince to kind of play your wing minutes and you know Dean Wade exists like there's some fun stuff there See, that's a really grindy team. Um, I it's, think a JB, it's, a, it's a JB team. It's, it's a, a JB Bickers. That's a JB Bickerstaff team. That is a JB Bickerstaff sure. squad if I've ever heard one in my life. Like, just Murray, Okoro, Mobley, and Allen are a Bickerstaff squad. Garland is just that fun. <laughs> Garland's uh, like, it's a lot of pressure on DG ha- for sure. He's happy to be there. Yeah, and Mur- Murray's, Murray's hey. really, really good. Murray's really good. Murray's really, really good. And I think. To pivot, I think San Antonio is a good destination for Colin, too, if they keep um, DeMar DeRozan, because DeMar DeRozan has shown off his ability as a playmaker a little bit, too. The spacing is going to be awful down there. Well, he's, but uh, he can opt into free agency, which is the other part of this. We don't really know what he's going to do. That's, yeah, There's a little, exactly, like, he's like, just going to go to a, one of the L.A. teams smoke out there. Like they're just gonna like ram it in, yeah. Like sign on the like, yeah, sign on like the vet man, brother, rock on. Or get like ML, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's or the MLE it, or something. It is yeah. what it is, yeah. Um, I, I I've just been looking at teams that have like those playmaking wings that aren't named LeBron James or Giannis Adenakumpo slash Chris Middleton, and like Miami makes sense, and like yeah, San Antonio makes sense as a call destination. I still would preferably, I think, unless you get a deal like that, just run it back and figure it out later. But I can understand. Oh yeah. Um, if that kind of deal presents itself, then I'm a little more. Um, I've talked tick- enough about he who shall not be named that um, I'm being stifled as an artist by you. So yeah, I, I well looking at the possibilities. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Evan, we gotta pay another set of bills. We do, but before we do that, do you know what's really upsetting? What? They made a melting. They made a, a melting emoji, and now that oh, there's a troll emoji, so everyone can use that against me. But yeah, we gotta pay some bills, and if you wanna bet on me using these emojis. It might be a betting line. They have bet lines for Space Jam, I learned today. Space Jam 2, actually. And I'm, of course, talking about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all your latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA Finals, NH- well, the NHL postseason, offseason, and all your UFC MMA action. 
Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs or championship. So if you're interested, head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only if you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts and the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Also want to tell you about our friends at Bilt Bar. So if you didn't know, Bilt Bar has a ton of delicious flavors. You have a great freedom of choice with Bilt Bar. So there's something for everyone. There are coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and many, many more. Uh, if you haven't tried any of the flavors or want to try them all, you can get a mix box. You get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, right now, you can get you can get the raspberry, the mint brownie, or the double chocolate, whatever it is you like. And you're going to get a protein bar with 17, 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Bill Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? So order today. Get the raspberry, the mint brownie, or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Okay, Evan, let's end here on the sort of end of the roster, sort of bigger wing types. We have three we're going to talk about. Lamar Stevens, Dean Wade, we found you Kagenbele. Kagenbele. AMF, go. Uh, no. Kagenbele, I think, is like, I, I don't really have a ton to say there. I think, like, plays hard, two-way guy is like a depth piece, whatever. I don't think he's much more than that to me if I'm thinking about it. Didn't show me a ton as far as, like, becoming a rotation piece last year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of front of the pod, Lucas Hahn, uh the bane of his existence, Fiondu Kagenbele. <laughs> um he was he, he was an interesting story. I don't know. It's just he was a guy. He was somebody for me to observe once this Cavs season started to wind down a little bit to say like, do the Cavs have something here? Probably not. He's going to be on the summer league team, I'm sure. He's probably going to be fighting for a training camp spot at least, and then fighting his way to get a roster spot. He might end up in Canton for all we know. Sorry, no, not Canton. The Cleveland, the the Canton we, Charge G League I basketball club. I also want to say we should do an ep- we should try to get an F someone interview about that. I think that would be a cool episode and kind of tell people about that. I do too. Because I think it'd be cool. And I, I'm very I, excited I, to go to I a agree. game at the Wolstein Center personally. Wolstein Center is great, man. They are a vaccination haven, and mm-hmm. now they are the heaven of the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But yeah, Kagan Bailey, he's going to be fighting for a roster spot next year. Like He's so low on the totem pole for me that I'm just like, yeah, if he's here, great. Maybe he'll, he'll get some minutes every now and then, but I don't think he's really high on the Cavs' priority list either. So uh, let's go to let's go to Lamar Stevens next because I kind of think like Lamar is a guy that I'm intrigued to see where he goes. I like that they signed him to a four year contract. I understand like the shot is a concern. Um, it's another he's another example of like if JB Bickerstaff and maybe some of this is the season. I don't think JB is like the most inspired offensive coach. Like I I I think like. You just watch it, like, even though Team USA has kind of struggled and everything, like, there are ways they're running pick and rolls mm-hmm. with, with non-shooting bigs that set screens where they're, like, you know, getting a quick pass, throwing, the like, a little DHO or a little, like, just quick pass back to the guard to, as they're setting the screen. Like, it, it adds wrinkles that the defense is interacting. Stevens, I think, can do some of that stuff. And if he can shoot, I think he's going to be able to stick in the league. I think you just got to see if you can develop that shot. But I would like to see him, like, get minutes. And I think that there's, like, a point next year where, like, you know, Prince maybe – 
gets a little dinged up and has to like maybe not play back to backs or something. Like I want to see Stevens play minutes. I think I'm intrigued enough by him. And at the same time, like mm-hmm. if you if you get through training camp and you're like, okay, we still think there's upside here. We've seen him. I, I kind of think he'll probably play at summer league. I would guess it would just seem like he's kind of a classic summer league guy. What I would like to do oh, yeah. is see him. Um, get a chance to like maybe play for the Cleveland Charge and get like a bunch of just game reps there because I do think there is something to like none of the, a lot of these guys just didn't get a lot of game reps last year um, due to COVID due to some of them not going to the bubble as teams were kind of prioritizing their main roster depth as as they are you know I think very fair to do I just want to see if you can develop him I'm I'm I Wade is I think the better player right now I think Stevens has like potentially more utility in the NBA it's sort of like. When I, I say when I say that like Isaac Okoro like maybe could be the best young guy the Cavs have at a time that is sort of like I think his utility is just sort of very clear in the NBA if he kind of maximizes himself I don't necessarily think that is going to be true and there's certainly confusing aspects of him and like things we need to see him do but like for Stevens it's like I think there's a very clear path where if he can just like figure some stuff out on the edges of his game like there is a rotation guy there where he could be like your tenth eleventh guy like on a, on a on a playoff playing kind of team I think. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I do think Lamar Stevens is a dog, to quote Jordan Bell. He plays really hard on both ends of the floor. Like you said, he's not a great shooter, but he's shown some interesting stuff where I do wonder at times when the Cavs are getting gobsmacked or they're kind of depleted by injuries. We didn't see more from Lamar. He averaged 4.4 points, 2.5 rebounds, and 13.1 minutes per game. Um at points six, during the season, six six two thirty, pretty good size. Um, and just as a yeah. note, shot shook a point six threes last year. Shot sixteen percent on those threes, so he's like starting from the ground up, really. Oh, he absolutely is, but he also could be an Alfonso Bikini special, if you know what I mean. Where Kobe Altman uses him to maybe get a player that they like last year they needed a backup center, and they traded Jordan Bell and Alfonso Bikini for Javale McGee in a second round pick. Lamar Stevens could be another player like that where he could be traded for in combination with like Dean Wade maybe or even Coggin Bailey if he happens to be here for some reason like he gets that deal like Jordan Bell did and then those two are packaged together and the Cavs get like a cheap salary back for a actual rotation player and they get a second round pick for the troubles like I could see Lamar Stevens taking that route but he had like you said he has more utility at least and versatility on this roster that if he does stick I would like to see him give it it's like you said like it'd be fun Let's move on to Dean Wade. I uh, think very clearly has an NBA skill set. Bombs a bunch of threes, takes them at eye club, makes them. I I think Dean can stick, and I think again, like I think if you are get to a world where like, let's say Kevin's off the team next year, he's your to me, and you take Mobley, he's your fourth big. I think you play him with Mobley to space. <sighs> Like my, my heart sank again when you said, Ke- let's say Kevin's off the team again, and you're going to say, yeah, Dean Wade's your starting four going forward. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. you're gonna, just going to take the Rick Adelman Minnesota offense, and Dean Wade is going to be the, the Kevin Love. Just let's go. Uh, this is a bit. This is a bit, Evan. Because you're, you're, you're just assuming I'm going to say dumb stuff, and I'm not going to say dumb stuff. It might I'm be dumb, but I don't think it's you. dumb. All right, Chris, no fingers, Manning. Let's calm down here. But I'm sick this guy. no, Dean. I think sick Dean, this I guy think, on you in your sleep, buddy. I'm holding up the baby Yoda Joker for those who are watching. I know, I know. Um, oh, you're telling everyone not uh-huh. watching because uh, fame podcasting famously a video. Dean Wade. Oh, maybe we get more of it soon. Who knows? But um, Ooh, look at that. Dean look at, Wade at that could little, be like a tenth, eleventh man. Dean Wade could be like a 10th, 11th man for this team. I I saw somebody the other day, it showed up in my feed for some reason, 
um, that he should be getting more minutes than Larry Nance Jr. No, he shouldn't, but Dean Wade does have a skill set that is as a three-point shooter, and he makes Cleveland's offense better. I think you can probably pull up advanced match with Chris, and it shows that they make the he makes the Cavs better offensively just from the spacing he provides. Um, but he could also be like a Jetty Osmond case, where the more minutes you get, the more you see his lumps. So if you kind of keep him in a nice package contained role, you get an okay player. Nothing wrong. Yeah, with that. I think like fourth big, third big. If Nance is out with injuries and stuff, I think like he is a good fit um, in theory because he's gonna at least try to rebound. He's gonna try to defend. He's not. He's gonna fight and put in effort, and he's gonna shoot threes next year. Mobley's in your Allen. Because I think even if Mobley eventually is able to shoot. And I know we're sort of talking about, like, Mobley as he's, like, the locked-in pick. I really think it's headed that way. Like, I really uh-huh. just kind of think, like, unless, like, something wacko happens, like, I think that's heading that way. Um, I do, too. Contrary to what has been out there, I don't really think the Kaminga workout was as good as uh, has, has been indicated by some. Oh, no, I'll go on no, the no, record no, no. and say I, no, that. Let's, I, let's talk I, about this next week. Let's let's put a pin in it. Let's do a Kaminga episode next week. We've got to milk the content, Evan. Sure. This, sure. Is, this is my um, spreadsheet brain just, like, popping out here. Um Let's just we'll say, say it didn't some go folks well. Talk to agents. Well. Other folks talk to people in the organization. You figure out who spoke to who. <laughs> um, I think we're in a position where like Mobley is ninety percent, ninety five percent the pick, and you're going to end up with Dean. If Dean Wade can be your fourth big, your third big, depending on if Nance's availability and stuff, and he can space around these guys. Like I don't know if that gets. I don't know if he's like. Like, Dean Wade is not, like, a perfect NBA player, but, like, I would rather have no, him no. at, like, a bargain contract than paying, like, Laurie Market in, like, $9 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Laurie Market and fascination. I think we're glad. I'm kind of glad we moved past that. <laughs> would you rather have Market in or, or Jetty Osmond on your team next year? Jetty Osmond. Okay. I tend to agree. I don't think – I just am pretty out on Market in. I am too, and I think some team's going to get tricked into paying him a ton of money. It could be Chicago for all we know, but it, it's going to be a team. Um, Laurie Markin is just not very good. <laughs> He's not TJ Leaf bad. That was a miss by the Pacers. Oh, God. I, I forgot when we had uh, Mark Schindler on. We talked about how bad the Pacers' drafting history was. Not any corners are here. We talked about how bad their draft history was. It, it, all, it way, all blends TJ Leaf was a huge miss. Yeah. Um, um, Evan, yeah, any, I'd rather have Jetty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Um, hmm. Hmm. No, not really. Okay. Just it's it's been fun the draft is two weeks away uh one of our discord listeners is going to the draft so hopefully uh i he's been asking me a lot how can he get tickets the nba announced it today as we're recording this so i sent him the link in our discord server if you want to join up man just hit me up for the link i don't really tweet it that often anymore but it's a fun little community it's kind of chill low-key we just vibe talk about basketball no one really tries to hurt each other's feelings it's it's not the fear of the sword comment section so it's great <laughs> um yeah that's where we're at I think that was a fun little pod. Thanks to Jeff Phenomena for giving us uh, some content direction. I'll, Jeff, I'll buy you a beer when I see you in person next. Content producer, Jeff Phenomena. Yeah. Um, that, DOC. That's his official title. No pay. There's no pay. He just yeah, gets his yeah. title. Yeah, we could talk about him on the pod, and then uh, we'll invite him to, to, a, to a redacted event that we might be going to. If our, if our listeners are looking, they're going to work with Kev's a hall we we've we've had some we've had some names and some photos on that. I uh, well, I chose that one because I, I made it a Phoebe. I love Jeff one. the pieces, but he texts us about our thoughts about the Cavs. What's the latest haps? But 
If Jeff, he's, he's not into Evan Mobley, but we'll convert him to the church. Well, I wonder. I, I wonder uh, if Jeff's boss is like, you know, what he's doing. Like, probably thinking Jeff's like working his butt off all day, like taking calls, you know. But it's just like he's actually texting uh-huh. his two schmuck friends about the Cavs in, in his in his uh, aptly he's, named text. He's group. mastered the he's mastered the art of like wearing his AirPods or earpiece and pretending he's on a call the whole time, and he's like on his phone, like I'm I'm working both at the same time, and he's actually just doing. Yeah. Well, he upset all of Cavs Twitter today. So. <laughs> Uh, fun times. Um, but on that note, it's going to be it. Everyone be well. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll have a ton before the draft. Um, check out Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. Check out Locked on NBA Draft. Uh, check out the last video episode we did with Rafael Barlow. Uh, I did that with him on Evan Mobley. whole bunch of great stuff in our feed here and across the entire network. Until next time, this has been Locked on Cavs. Be well. Evan, send us out. As always, folks, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. Check us out on Spotify. We have a big announcement coming soon with more content coverage when it comes to Locked On Cavs shenanigans and whatnot. But give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Cavs. Uh, Chris will no longer be hostile about Colin Sexton on there, but you can follow him personally at CWM Rights. You can follow me at Am.Evan. And a friendly reminder, folks, that we are the only Cleveland Cavaliers podcast that both hosts are verified. Suck it, Carter Rodriguez. Be well, everyone.